0: Who I am. Hi, I'm Leslie Holloway. And I'm Josh Tran. And this is our podcast, Who I Am. This podcast is an exploration to how each of us has developed into who we are based on our past experiences and how we can make changes to become who we want to be today. And I, I could see a community that, in all honesty, uh, less than I think. I think right now people have less than to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think people are very satisfied with their lives in general. Mm-hmm. I think the most people—it's been studied—go to jobs they don't want to be at. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how. You know, I don't know statistically. I think most people are in troubled relationships. A lot of people. I, I don't know about most. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have some serious challenges if we could get the reprogramming of, as you were mentioning before, um, when individuals are, you know, implanted programs of desire at an early age thinking, well, if I had fame, if I have fortune, if everyone loves me for these things, then, you know, my life works out and I'm one of the lucky people, Mm -hmm. uh, that pecking order, you know, we're, we're seeing it at an all-time high right now with the way that the internet is and the way that social media uh, makes people kind of become people. Not saying that they don't want to be that person, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there's this, this illusion of if I can, you know, do a fancy dance on this program that, you know, I'll, I'll get x number of people to like me,
1: yeah,
0: and you know is is that's all kind of like smoke and mirrors, yeah, yeah, you know and and the numbers you know I've dug through the numbers, the numbers are all over the place, so mm-hmm. the accuracy of any of it is you know possibly pretty skewed in my opinion, depending on what result somebody may want on whatever platform, yeah. 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 And uh and so I don't know I think that if we can get back to a community where you know the we're we're growing fantastic food, highly nutritious food if we're if the water's super pure if we're if you're get if you're getting out in nature, you're getting exercise. Yeah. You're actually feeling good about your life. You're surrounded by other people who are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So if somebody does have a bad day, you know, it becomes less than an effect. And if you have a bad day, you know, and you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are having a pretty good day, odds are they're going to affect you in the positive. Yeah. The same can be said about if you're having a bad day, or a kind of a good day and suddenly everyone around is having a bad day, they potentially can bring you down. Yeah. So the environment, I think, becomes hypercritical
1: Yeah, well, that that goes back to that idea of what I was talking about in terms of, like, relationships and stuff like that. I feel like, you know, as many narcissistic individuals that are out there that, you know, potentially may want to do harm uh, intentionally to the world around them, uh, I I think that the majority of the toxicity that we see is kind of bred by uh, at least some of these systems, you know? So I I feel like uh, in those situations, uh, change is just as important and just as possible, uh, but it's kind of... Uh, you know, anchored to these uh, values that are kind of, uh, you know, programmed uh, into us and in, into society uh, such that we can't change uh, as fast as we can, as much as we can. Uh, and then we just see this kind of floundering of relationships where, you know, where things that would have succeeded in an ideal community uh, just kind of fall apart uh, under these current circumstances.
0: Yeah. And I think particularly when, you know, the a lot of what's being shown is fear-based. A lot of what's being shown are stories not ending well. Mm -hmm. You know, if we study these things, we're basically bringing more of these events around. Yeah. So to make changes, we actually, you know, need to use our imagination to recreate stories so we can have positive outcomes, at least in our own minds. Yeah. So we can see, yes, there is a chance, there is hope. Mm Mm-hmm. there there is the possibility that this can occur.
1: Yeah.
0: And then suddenly you're like, yeah, this can occur. Then maybe you might have a conversation with someone else. Yeah. So, you know what? These communities are possible.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, let's let's start that community. Let's make a change in ourselves in a small way. And then let's work on that. I mean, at least is something to be, you know, working towards. And at least you can have a pretty huge effect on its outcome, as opposed to, you know, a never-ending verbal battle on Twitter Mm -hmm. that just goes around in an endless circle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because our conversation started with, like, the subject of, like, realism with, like, gummo and stuff like that, you know. And and I think that that's kind of an interesting aspect of how art kind of, like, expresses these problems, you know. And you talk about, you know, the importance of having a solution-based idea. But I think in terms of, like, the way, the number of people who turn away from these art, like, works of realism, uh you know, with, you know, the criticism that it's too dark or too excessive in, in its negativity, you know. I, I think that expresses how much uh, society doesn't want to look at the problems. They, they don't even want to get to the solution. They can't even look at it uh, in the first place. Yeah,
0: well, it may, i don't know if I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a fictitious movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it is somebody's idea. I'm not sure if I'm 100% behind the production of bad stories this this i may be alone in this i don't think i'm fully alone but my sense is if we do want things to work out the way we want them to we need to like create good stories that's why I like even some of my favorite groups will talk about the darkness and the problem and maybe that is important to point it out but i don't know the the level of solution based ideas and conversation Seems to be incredibly small in comparison yeah. to the red alert. Sky is falling, endless seas of <laughs> this is my disenfranchisement. This is my victimization. This is me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying that those events did not occur. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the celebratory nature of them. I felt like if we can get objective enough in the process of trying to obtain results that we do want understanding who we are a little bit better, mm-hmm. that we should try to make an effort in reaffirming positive thought processes. Yeah, I think that's one of the
1: difficulties is creating and crafting uh, positive stories in a way because I feel like, a, a, you know, a, an argument can be made that a large swath of mainstream media is, is uh, attempting to create, you know, wholly positive stories. Uh, and whether they have arcs and they throw you through emotions or whatever, you know, uh, I I think that ultimately that's like the form of entertainment. That's what's entertaining about it is that ultimate positivity at the end of the film. And I think, you know, not having a whole lot of entertainment that you can turn to that deals with that positivity in like a, I guess, uh...
0: Well, what level, here's my question, what level of our life should entertainment actually be a part of? I mean... (laughs) Life, (laughs) the reality of life at this point is, you know, really arguably multiple levels beyond any form of entertainment and probably interest. And, 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 you know, if you're sitting down to watch a movie and, I mean, just think of the level of entertainment that we put in front of ourselves at this point. You know, it's just ridiculously too high as our lives are not exactly the way we want them to be. So, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could spend more time devoted to our own life? I think, once again, we discussed this, though, is that people's lives aren't the way they want them mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. They don't want to face certain aspects of their life, so there it is. Yeah, that ends They up will scroll that through their phone not thinking about, you know, multiple thoughts. Yeah. that really disturbed them might make them feel anxious, mm-hmm. makes them feel depressed, makes them feel angry. The avoidance of those emotions is, you know, hand-in-hand hand now with getting on your phone or, you know, doing a whole sea of different other things, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that,
0: and that's what ends up labeling
1: that as escapism, and I think that that is ultimately one of the... You know, you can you can never truly judge, I guess, what the purpose of... of someone, someone's, I guess, desires for entertainment or whatever are, you know. Yeah. You, can, you know, as long as there is that level of entertainment and there's, like, a purity to, I don't know, your enjoyment of it, uh, then, you know, you can't say it's bad. But, like, yeah. when it is leaning into that aspect of escapism, of basically a necessity, uh, you know, to escape from certain emotions and thoughts and circumstances, then, you know, you have to wonder what the value of that entertainment actually yeah, is. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: And, and I've definitely, I... I when my grandma passed away, she, uh, uh, my parents were going through all of her stuff and she had this collection of poetry that someone had gifted to her. Uh, and it had like inscriptions from like, I think it was from like 87 or something like that. Uh, but it was a collection of Mexican poetry written during the Mexican revolution. Uh, and like, uh, it was just some of the, the greatest poetry I've ever read, but a lot of it dealt with like, you know, social, issues that were going on in the time and I remember showing my fiance one of them and she just said wow no wonder you're depressed you know and I was like no no this like like the purity of what this is portraying in out there in the world is what gives me I guess um not a sense of enjoyment but uh, a sense of fulfillment from from reading it as, as poetry and and as a form of entertainment I guess but I, I think for me knowing that someone was writing about issues uh, illuminated it in my life to the, 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 it it set my goal somewhere else, uh, in trying to decide how I wanted to live my life. And, and knowing that someone was out there kind of categorizing the ways that the world was going wrong made me think about what I wanted to go right in my life. You know what I mean? So I guess that's the importance for me of of social realism in, in art. Yeah. A lot
0: of times you'll, you'll see things that did not turn out for somebody else yeah and then that clues you into maybe something inside yourself that you Mm -hmm. need to change
1: yeah so i think having some mixture of of that and and just making sure that there's a an authenticity to it such that
0: you know you're not being tricked into or you can walk away learning a lesson Mm -hmm. because of the authenticity yeah so you know i think there's value in that uh i agree um, and once again, you know, I guess I'm so saturated with the problems at this point that yeah. they're so <laughs> obvious to me Yeah, in many ways that, like, and then maybe, you know, I might be a smaller population that's highly familiar with the problems. Yeah. Uh, the... And, and when people discuss them, I just feel like I've heard them so many times. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's definitely,
0: um, there's definitely a threshold, I think, to how much, like,
1: a person can take before they kind of lean into a nihilistic approach to just
0: how they react to the Or world. a solution. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, I mean? Yeah. That typically is probably not what's coming up, but yeah, I think that that's was... important. Yeah. You know, uh, I think what's occurred I do believe in a lot of people's lives are we are creators. So like naturally a human being should be creating a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I think what's happened in many instances is people have not been able to discover their own creative abilities enough, Mm -hmm. not really given opportunities to, you know, work those through. Um, and as an end result, they're kind of stuck into systems doing things they don't want to do, you know. And and then I think once you're doing things you don't want to do frequently enough, you just don't feel good about that procedure. Yeah. So I guess if you're going to stay doing things you do not want to do as a survival mechanism or as a way to deal with life, it would make sense that you would want to disconnect with your emotions.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. if you're not feeling good about that situation, you know, and and I'm not suggesting that, you know, things you do in life should be controlling your emotions, but certainly they go hand in hand. I mean, you can't separate the two, I don't think. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think... That That's one way of seeing it. I mean, if we're talking about like a fictional stories kind of invading space and, you know, taking up space and, and uh, in our solution based mind, you know, uh, that the, our own narratives can be what is kind of taking the place of, you know, I don't want to say positive thinking, but forward thinking, you know, yeah. uh, of trying to solve things. So, yeah, you can spend your whole life, uh, reading, writing, listening to watching depressive media that sure is showing you a problem and may be doing it emotionally authentically, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you can, you know, get kind of just, uh, downtrodden about that. And then that becomes your worldview instead of saying, oh, this is showing me a problem so that we can solve it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the same thing can happen on a personal level where, yeah, you just, uh, choose that dissociation, uh, or, or maybe not choose, you know, maybe it just happens to you and, and uh, it, that becomes habitual is just the turning away uh, and maybe the turning off of, of of those emotions so that you don't have to deal and, with them.
0: And just as an add-on of what you were saying, there's where I think it is important to be involved in micro communities mm-hmm. where you can make a change. Yeah, Because if you are looking at macro problems that you pretty much have no influence over whatsoever. Yeah. And you're looking at multiples of these, you're just going to feel not very good basically looking at problems with no solutions. There's really yeah. no sense in that, I don't think. Well,
1: you know, I think one aspect of our program is just the listing of emotions that you want to feel and I think that that can kind of go hand in hand with a list of emotions you don't want to feel, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we have this observation period where we kind of, you know, take take uh uh, notice of of, of uh, our bad and good habits, and and, yeah. and, and I, I think you know it, it's uh, important to just kind of. It's like building a syllabus for ourselves. So we talk about like the school year, you know what I mean, and how uh-huh. how strangely awful it is to start the school year, looking at everything that we're gonna do for the whole, you know, semester or whatever it is. You know, we're basically putting all of the problems on us at once. You know, yeah. and, and that can put us uh, leave a lot of us in a mindset of being like, oh crap, that that you know, exams coming up. I better you know work overtime on the on my schoolwork or whatever. You know, uh,
0: and uh, and it's always—doesn't it seem like it's fear-driven? Yeah. Like it, you're not—oh, excited. Oh, an exam's coming up. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for what? Like, yeah. the moments of this is coming up, I feel fantastic about it, just aren't occurring.
1: Yeah, and I was in my writing classes, and I, and I kind of had the opposite reaction where I was like, come on, let's get done with these small projects. I want to work on my big story or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's an example of how I feel like, you know— uh, I was still within the regular system, and I'm sure these classes could have been structured yeah. better, But I was still pursuing something I wanted to pursue. And that gave me a certain level of excitement and and you know, uh, positivity that I was able to carry forth with me instead of dreading the day that something big was coming up. You know yeah. but I think I guess to my point, uh, you know listing what we don't want to feel and what we want to feel, that can be a sort of a syllabus in a way. Uh, of giving us these big things that we need to solve about ourselves and, and we can kind of get tripped up on that and be like, oh man, I gotta solve all these at once, or yeah. I'm never gonna solve this big issue or whatever it is, you know. But I think just, you know, starting, you know, taking that blanket set of issues uh and just kind of working on them one at a time, you know? Uh uh-huh. and, and it's so important to kind of just pace yourself. Uh and I think, you know, uh if we're setting up our own systems. Like, we're the first system. Our own thought patterns are the first system, you know? Yeah. So, you know, we can make that uh, uh, an encouraging one and and one where we don't have to view all of our faults at once, you know, except for that one first time where we, we're trying to take accountability for what we want to change and what we want to better about ourselves, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, The I think if we can get to a community level in the world where the community, the small community has by far the most power over day-to-day activities. We get out of the current monetary system and actually build true wealth. Uh, True wealth being, you know, fantastic things of value, whatever they look like. Fantastic home. Um, Relationships. uh, You know. uh, Orchards. You know, yeah, things that, like, are providing individuals with real value.
1: Yeah.
0: Not facades, pretending to provide people with value, but ensnaring them deeper into the system.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then giving people the option to choose for themselves the parts of that system that they want to, you know, partake in. Yeah. And so, like, it would be nice to be part of a community or a system where, you know, you you have a selection of all kinds of different fantastic things that happen each day, and you're just choosing, you know, from a menu of different activities that you want to do. Yeah. Not, you know, having half your day be filled with things you don't want to do so you can pay your rent, so you can buy food so you can uh you know get experience to get somewheres, so you can you know placate your parents so you can feel like you're doing something. How many people just do stuff just because if they sit still, they don't feel like they're of value, they have to be doing something or moving, yeah, and then they feel valued mm-hmm. you know. That's kind of programmed into individuals. It's like, don't just sit there, do something. You know, I mean, yeah. as you're a child, this is basically instilled in your brain in many instances. And imagine, well, that's what I like about when when I was talking about the the Book of Genesis and when God, when they say God created, you know, Earth, Heaven, light, and then said it was good so my sense is are we spending enough time every day just feeling good about our lives just sitting back and going you know that worked out fantastically can i just sit here for like 20 minutes and feel fantastic about how it just worked out
1: right well well, so much of that is conditional i mean you talk about unconditional emotions and stuff like that and i think that so much of the successes that we might find Uh, ourselves experiencing in life are are conditional in the sense that they're attached to the systems that we don't want to belong to yeah so we may achieve certain things and we may you know you've talked about like you know retirement funds or whatever it is you know uh and and you know we we only appreciate those things on on that level on the terms of of something outside of ourselves you know uh so very few of the things that we you know can maybe spend time appreciating aren't aren't uh, things from within us uh, and from our own desires, yeah. you know. So it's it's
0: very hard. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's let's just use, like, a Super Bowl as an analogy. So, you know, let's say the Super Bowl is occurring and, you know, the world, I guess, watches the Super Bowl. Obviously, a fair amount of people in the U.S. And X amount of people are typically rooting for one team, X amount are rooting for another, you know, X amount not rooting for anyone mm-hmm. Uh, And, you know, let's just think about, like, the final play. It's 10 seconds left. They've got three yards to go to get a touchdown. And everyone's, you know, looking at this play. Play unfolds. Oh, he didn't make it. That's the end of the game. And then just think of the reaction that's occurring based upon, really? Now let's look at the events. And let's look at how much emotion is attached (laughs) to like an event. So, really, the event is probably one guy with the football trying to push forward, and maybe two other people on the other side trying to stop him. So, really, this event I mean, obviously, there's more people on the field, but more specifically, the event of trying to get, trying to score a touchdown really involves only a couple people on the field. And then from that one event, there's a certain outcome that takes place. And then from that one outcome, just think of the a number of people, the people that had money riding on the game, the people that you know are in the stadium, the people that are watching it on TV, how much worked up vent, vented emotion is being unfolded based upon really the actions of two people that have nothing to do with anyone other than people working themselves into a fever Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of allowing a football game that, you know, a form of entertainment to be so in sync with their emotional being that whatever takes place, oh, yes, he got in. My team won. Oh, I feel so fantastic. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe it, we lost. I mean, to have so much of your beingness wrapped into something that you have so little control really sounds insane. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know,
1: and and, and just everything about, like, sports and, and, and large things like that, I mean, that's when you get into that idea of, like, uh, placating the masses or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, giving them something to pay attention to that is outside of themselves to to invest in to a degree that, you know, everything else seems a little better because
0: this event is taking place. You know what I mean? Well, and then most people like the teams just because they were born in that yeah. city. Yeah. You know, the randomness of our likes and dislikes as we mm-hmm. learn who we are just be, almost becomes kind of like comedic on a certain level when yeah. you start to like, see who you are mm-hmm. why you like certain things yeah and how emotionally you've allowed yourself <laughs> to become involved yeah. in things that you absolutely have no control over whatsoever
1: yeah and like as my dad's aged he's given up on you know that that Una and just just like the one focused uh team you know what i mean like he he uh, you know, n- now if he watches sports, he just watches every team and, yeah. and he's not invested in, in too much of it, you know what I mean? And, and it, it is just entertainment for entertainment's sake, you know what I mean? So I think it, yeah. if, if it's going to function, uh, positively on any level, then I think that's probably where it, where it's at, you know what I mean? But it's interesting how we just have these allegiances and obviously so much of this is based in like economics so far removed from teams it's just like how many jerseys can we sell how many ad spots can we get you know what i mean Yeah. like even thinking about the super bowl specifically like what show is going to be on after the super bowl that everyone is going to watch because it's just what's on And who's the
0: entertainment during the middle of the super bowl exactly
1: yeah so there's like all this hyper investment in in, like these like
0: very like i don't know and it's kind of tradition i guess but you know We have to ask ourselves how many of these systems are unfolding. And, like, if your life isn't where you want it to be, and large swaths of your life are not unfolding the way you want it to be, isn't it maybe time to kind of take a look at how many? super bowl moments make up your life. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about tradition, I mean, just, our
1: economic system in general is like what some people call a tradition, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's one way that you just remain in the past based solely on, you know, the, the, the time spent with something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a, a, as the basis for
0: your, your reality, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, yeah. And then when I, I just kind of think the, like, Particularly what's coming to mind mostly for me these days is just our food and water supply and how it just has such an overarching uh, an influence on how we actually think and feel. Yeah. Like yeah. what you're eating and what you're, you are what you eat. I mean, there is a lot of truth to that. And it's not just about buying an apple or buying a bag of Doritos, although that is part of it. It's even the apple. How how healthy is that apple? Yeah. How much garbage is in that apple? Yeah, and you know, like how much pesticides, how much herbicides is in that apple? What are pesticides and herbicides, you know, doing to the your insides? Yeah.
1: And I think that that's one element. Uh, that's the opposite of, it, of of asking yourself, what is tradition? Uh, you know, and what which ones are, are worth keeping and which ones aren't, you know? Yeah. So, like, it, we can go back to a certain period in time where, you know, farming was probably at an ideal, um, you know, uh, set of circumstances. Maybe not for our, our hyper-capitalist, you know, tradition yeah. nowadays, but that's one of those questions that you have to ask yourself about what's a need and what's a want, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and how much food is just uh, totally eradicated, uh, but we've built up these systems so that we grow so much food. We, we have such uh, such and such a yield every year, uh, and, and we for whatever reason require things like, like pesticides
0: and I mean, invasive. just think, you, you, I mean, we could be building systems inside people's homes, aeroponic systems. Yeah. They could be potentially growing half the stuff that they want inside their own home. Yeah. The technology is here. Yeah. You know, we I think the problem is is that we allot too much time to you know, maybe being entertained or 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 I think that most people would probably be redesigning their life if there was a system that was helping them do this but it seems that we do live in uh, a current system that is not facilitating this procedure at all it like almost wants to fight you tooth and nail for if you do want to become a unique individual you know living beyond the monetary system living beyond you know the government
1: yeah It's, uh, I I think, you know, with this whole pandemic, I think that that was a huge swath of time where that exact thing was portrayed where, you know, we technically had the time for self-improvement, but none of the other systems changed. Yeah, uh, and
0: we were expected. They even got more powerful. They we got more powerful.
1: Out. Yeah, so you know, we have to. We were just kind of being strung along on the exact same systems while people were telling us, "Oh, you have so much time; you can be productive for yourself." You know, instead of something else. You know, yeah. and, and and but so so little else slowed down along with us, uh, and uh, I think you know in. Uh, our ideal community—that that's what we would be doing—is kind of slowing things down to the extent that we realize what is important to us. You know.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and then you're focused in on what is important. That's the main difference. Who I am.